What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio, coming to you live from the Wynn Casino, straight out of the Blue Wire studio. I'm joined alongside Daniel Alvarez, a.k.a. Ringwalk Danny. And today we're going to be talking about the return of Dillian White, taking on American undefeated heavyweight Jermaine Franklin. That fight potentially going to happen. We have in-studio Troy Isley sign a top rank, one of the red-hot prospects over there. Good afternoon, Mr. Alvarez. Chant, what up? Back with another one. Very excited. We got the Olympian in the building. And, uh, yo, I thought Dillian White was fighting Hassan Rockman Jr. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I don't think Rockman's going to enjoy that. But, yeah, no, I'm, what do you know about Jermaine Franklin? No, nah, I mean, uh, undefeated heavyweight, sign of Salida. I know I must have seen him fight because I've definitely seen numerous of the cars that he's been on. I just can't really remember. Um, but you can't count out, you know, a young guy going up against a, a over-the-hill vet like Dillian White. I asked our editor to create the thumbnail, and I told him put, you know, the words, great comeback fight, because I think for Dillian White coming off a knockout loss to Tyson Fury, the number one heavyweight in the world, to face an undefeated heavyweight that doesn't know how to lose. You know, the knock on Franklin is going to be in activity. He hasn't had any consistent activity. He hasn't fought but one time since 2019. Yeah. And uh, that was just a comeback fight. I mean, you said something about it being in a gymnasium. Oh, yeah. Back home. Now, I wonder, is it the crunk gym? Because I know the Salida. Nah, nah Gary. Yeah, mm. Gary, Indiana. Honor Michael Jackson. And I was going to say, because if it's the Crunk Gym, then it's different because I know that Salida, who's his promoter, he puts on shows at the Crunk Gym that they're live streamed. But speaking of live stream, not only is this episode live streamed all over the world and on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice, where you should be subscribed and clicking that notification bell. But we're also taking callers at 1425-569-5241. Don't forget, you could call us right here at Blue Wire Studios and give us your opinion, not only on today's topic, but maybe something you want to let us talk about with our guest, Troy Isley. So, um, yeah, man, again, for Dillian, this is a good fight coming back. I mean, you know, Jermaine has to be top 10, top 15 in someone's sanctioning body, or at least... Let's check if he's top 15. In box track? Uh, in America. Oh, wow. Right? I mean, top 15 American heavyweight, that's got to count for something. What you find? Oh, I'm pulling up. I got his box rack. He is number 56 in America. Are they really? Oh, no, that's in the world. Okay. So in America, he's 13. He's 13. Okay. You know, so uh, in front of him, 12 is your good friend Jared Anderson. So we don't even need, we don't even have to look any further. Everyone believes Jared is next up. Jermaine is right underneath. That's a good place to be. Can't all talk right. about ja can't talk about Jared without talking about Jermaine. So all right. He, you That's just can't. Jared's 11. I mean 12. He's 13. And guess who's 14? Who? Andrew the Beast Tabidi. Good company to be in. I mean, right in front of you is the guy everybody thinks is the next guy up. Right behind you is someone that obviously had enough allure, value, to not only attract Mayweather and TMT promotions, but... He had a title shot. And a whole other country, too. He just fought in Saudi again outside mm -hmm. of the World Boxing Super 6, so... Tabidi there, and Cassius Chaney, who just suffered his first loss to the uh, Dominican. Shout out to my Dominican brethren, the heavyweight, um, George Arias. Mm. So that's not bad company. And if you want to go one above Jared, guess who's there? Mm. Guess who's back? Back again, Johnny Rice. Really? Isn't that ironic? Knowing what you know and what I know, Johnny to be number those 11, Jared 12, Franklin 13, Tabidi 14. That is pretty... I should be screen sharing this. Yes, let me get a screen share, fellas. Sorry. Good job, man. Look at me being greedy with the information. 
But there you go. Now, you see Jerry Forrest. Let's click on this because I'm going to teach you something. This is a fight that people, I believe, thought Franklin should have lost, right? Is it Jerry? Is Franklin on here? Yep, there it is. Oh, and you see, as it says, split decision, loss for Jerry, but people think, obviously, Franklin lost that fight. Mm. Yes. And obviously, Jerry's been on the bad end of some decisions. As we know, he eventually ended up getting this draw with Zhang, which I think was probably justified, you know, in a 10-round fight. You get knocked down three times. I mean, you really got a clean house to get a win. But yeah, man, a, a decent heavyweight fight for a guy named Dillian White. And, 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 and let's go to Dillian White now, right? Because Dillian... I believe, consistently takes on top 10 opposition. and uh, He always fighting the top guys. That's what I'm saying. He's never not fighting someone with a name. So you got to respect White. And, and off a knockout loss, here he is taking on a young, undefeated heavyweight. I mean, how old is Franklin? I was just on his box track, but I'm trying to get the White. Uh... Whose resume is amazing. You know, he's got whatever losses he's got, but, but you know, to be a heavyweight that never got a title shot, this guy's been in with the world. You know, Derek Chisora, maybe like a trilogy. David Allen. Jermaine Franklin is... Anthony Joshua. 20, Brian Minto. 28. 28. So he's still young. He's still young. That's what I'm saying. Lucas Brown, Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora, Oscar Rivas, Maurice Vogt, Alexander... I mean, he's got an amazing resume. Win or lose, he's got an amazing resume. He's been in there with the who's who of boxing. He finally got his title shot, came up short against what people consider the number one heavyweight. I don't mind this fight. I hope we get to watch it free. Yeah, definitely. Uh, probably a zone fight now. Hopefully, I don't know that he has a deal Probably. with the zone. I mean, the last fight was what BT ESPN, and that was with oh, Tyson. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And um, you know, he's been known not to have a a, a deal on right. paper with Matchroom. So yeah, man, uh, we're good on the screen share. Sorry, fellas. You ready? Yeah, let's bring, bring in, in our first guest, Troy it. Isley, let's and uh, get the talking. If you want to ask Troy a question, you can do so as we have a link so that you can drop him a question. And uh, yeah, man. Let's go to the Kenichi Beer promo while we get Troy set up, and we'll be right back after a few seconds.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. We are here with Troy Isley. Troy, what's going on, brother? Thank you for joining us here live at the win, man. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. You know, just ready to fight next week. I'm just uh, thankful that you continue to choose Las Vegas for your training camp grounds, allowing us to, you know, be in there and watch you work, man. So it's next week, man. What is a fighter going through the week before the fight? Uh, well, a lot of, you know, cutting that little last bit of weight. So, you know, really just, you know, fine-tuning everything we've been working on and, you know, cutting weight kind of so, you know, the meals get a little smaller. How's that make you feel? Uh, make me feel, you know, more angry, you know, than, you know, with my opponent for real, for real. But other than that, I mean, I'm used to it now, so. For sure. I've been doing it for a minute. How long have you been holding camp out here in Vegas? How many camps has it been now? I've been doing camp out here since my third pro fight. Wow. So I want to say five now. Or no, this six. This six. Because it's number eight. What? Sorry, I was just going to follow up. Actually, no, five. Just five. Just, just five. follow up and say, uh, what is, I guess, what do you feel you get the most out of Vegas? A lot of different sparring out here. Uh, a lot of different sparring out here. Uh, also, like, you know, Saturdays, usually, you know, there's some fights, stuff like that. You can go to fights. There's a lot of stuff to do out here. Uh that you wouldn't be able to do in other cities. I feel like it's a boxing city, so you can still stay focused in it. And uh, it's a lot of different work. And then at the same time, you're still getting that altitude work. So, you know what I'm saying? You can do mountains and stuff like that and still get the altitude. I honestly, I just like it out here, honestly. I don't know why. I just like it out here. I like doing camps out here. Now, I was going to ask, you spent time in Marquette uh, doing camp out there as yeah. well, right? Compare the two and... Oh, I mean, Marquette is a is a real training camp city. So it's like, ain't, ain't really, there's nothing out there. Mm. So like, it's, there's not even a 7-Eleven out there. It's really, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a college town for real, for real. But uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's really like nothing out there. Uh, okay. Ain't really nothing to do for real, for real. So I mean, ain't really nothing to do, but just lock in and focus on boxing. And I'll be out there with Coach Al. Right. Coach Al Mitchell. Absolutely. Um, Big fight next weekend. I mean, to me, any time that they take a fight to the garden, it's a different feel. Mm -hmm. You know, fighting under those bright lights and fighting under the Lomachenko undercard, you know, is going to be an exciting, packed event. Uh, first time? at the Second se time. Second time at the garden? Before June 18th. Okay. Okay. So back to back, how does that make you feel? I feel good, honestly. Uh, I like, you know, fighting uh, at the garden. It's, okay. it's close to home and uh, it's, just, it's nothing like, you know, the garden is, you know, the big lights. So it puts on, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on you to, you know, perform. And I've been working hard this camp, and uh, I've been getting some great sparring. I've been looking good in sparring, and uh, I'm ready. Who and you, I got a lot of family coming out as well, so because uh, okay. it's close to home, so I'm I'm ready. Who you who you been sparring with, champ? Uh, so I mean, I've been getting a lot of different looks. At first, I was sparring uh, uh, a dude that was similar to my opponent at DLX, and I would then I work with him, and then I work with Nico, and then. Uh, this last these last past two weeks, I've been going to top rank, and uh, this this is top rank is stacked. Honestly, don't know the names of the people, but I've been getting a lot of you know different different type of looks. Nico is sixty pounder, right? Yeah. You you uh fighting at fifty four, right? No, nah, I'm doing sixty. So you're doing sixty. Yeah. So you done? Because I know you've been like in between. Yeah, I've been trying to do in between, but I didn't like. I, I got down to fifty just my last fight. I didn't like how I felt. So I was just like, we might as well just stay at 60. I was fighting 65 in the amateur, so ain't no point. I feel like I'm skillful enough to fight 60. But you haven't ever weighed in at 60, right? The highest has been, what, your last, not your last fight, but the second to last, which would be Dante Stubbs, you was yeah, like 58. 58. Yeah, that's because he came overweight. But the fight was supposed to be at 58, but he came overweight, so we weighed in a little heavier. So middleweight it is. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I've been fighting middleweights. Like, they haven't been giving me, like, I think my first two fights I may have for super welterweights, but ever since then, they be giving me middleweights. Because Top Rank never believed I was actually going to make 54. They always say, you're going to fight 63 mm. and not make it 54. And they know better, man. But they've been keeping you very busy, man. Uh, I've been loving the activity and being able to watch the growth and your, your the trajectory of your career, man. How has that been for you to always know when you're going to fight and fighting so often? Uh, that's good. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, I, I I see, you know, the growth. Even though my last fight wasn't the action or, like, it wasn't, like, a highlight real fight, I still seen a lot of uh, growth in, like, my maturity and not trying to rush and then also uh, staying patient. I feel like the guy was trying to really, like, set me up for something. 
So I didn't like, you know, I, because I wasn't landing a, the, the clean shot that I landed my previous fights, I wasn't, you know, trying to rush and, you know, run into something. He called me one time, but, you know, I still, uh, still, you know, wear it off and, uh, and, you know, got the dub. But, uh, Honestly, you know, I like it. Uh, that's why I wanted to go with top rank. I feel like, you know, they're going to move me right and they're going to keep me busy. Absolutely, man. And I think that's what I've enjoyed the most is, is you know, because you're so active, it gives us a, that opportunity to connect with you. Not only, you know, us, obviously, it's a little bit, we're cheating. We know you personally. Yeah. But, but I mean, <laughs> the fan, if they see you regularly on television, it's hard to forget. You know, I feel like that phrase in life, out of sight, out of mind, is is there for a reason. But the fact that you're consistently on, you know, decent and great cards makes that all the much more better for yourself and your career, man. And so, you fought all over, man. Yeah, no, that that's what I was going to say because last year you get a bubble fight. You turn pro in the bubble. Then you get another fight in Vegas. Then it was the Olympics. So you take that that break. Walk us through um, that moment because for a while there you, you didn't think you'd be able to go to, to the Olympics. Walk us through that moment and ha having to adjust and what what that was like. Uh, well, I mean, when I when I got the call that I was going, I was I was psyched. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Like growing up, I always uh always wanted to be an Olympian growing up. But at the same time, like even when I lost at the trials, I always had like that that thought in my mind, like, you know, I, it's it's not over. Ain't no way it could be over. So, I mean, uh, I was injured at the trials. So, you know, I still fought through my injuries. And 2020, I got healthy, you know, got my surgeries on my shoulder, both of my shoulders. And uh, uh, honestly, uh, when I got the call, you know, I was hyped. And uh, I, I, I still had to fight June 12th. I got the dub. And then uh, I went to the Olympics. Uh, honestly... The transition it was, was announced like that fight week, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it like the same week? It was the same week. It was the exact same week as fight week. And uh, honestly, it was a, uh, it was kind of hard getting used to the pace because I mean I had worked two years, like kind of like two and a half years or a year and a half, like trying to get you know used to the pro style. So uh, it, it was hard at first, and I felt like you know the reason I lost my fight was because I was still you know too pro ish. Honestly, I couldn't get a good like. I couldn't get a good, like, I couldn't figure the guy out, like, in the first round. I didn't really figure him out to the third round. Honestly, that's when I started landing shots. But I wasn't trying to, you know, rush or run anything, run into anything because, you know, you know, because of the amateur style. So, honestly. So, Troy, when was it that you went back to your old school? Because they the article was published on the 25th of August, but I don't know if that was actually on the 25th yeah, of August. That was It was on the 25th of August. I went okay. back to my elementary school. I went back in 2018, but... uh I went, you know, had to go back again and, you know, show love to, you know, my community and stuff like that. It's great. Uh, it was great, you know, seeing the young kids and, you know, you know it was great. Do you feel any pressure? Because uh, I feel like when people themselves are young and they're in a certain position, it, it can be tricky or difficult sometimes. Um, but do you feel any pressure? Because whether you like it or not, you are a role model and you do have kids and other young fighters looking up to you. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I gonna say I feel pressure, but it's uh, it's like it's, it is a kind of little bit of pressure, you know. I gotta uh, always, you know, show that I'm, you know, doing the right. thing. I gotta lead by example, and you know that means like doing the right thing at all times. I can't never like, you know, like lose lose focus on you know do anything. I got you know I always gotta. I was one of the first people to you know show them that it's a uh, you know it's a way out. So you know I gotta continue to do that. I can't fall off track. So I wanted you to just uh, tell me in your own words how it felt and what was it like? Because reading the article, the author makes it seem as if kids were yelling your name, yeah. high-fiving you. Like, yeah. they were really excited to see you back. And, uh, yeah, I just want to know how that felt. And how do you think so many of those kids know you? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I was on a lot of newspapers uh, for going to the Olympics. So uh, that could be a reason. And honestly, I was supposed to go in like in, in June, back in June, but because of the uh, the Steelers fight, I pushed it back. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get in training camp, not in June, but like in May. I was, I gotta push it back. But honestly, uh, 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 Dr. Zicios, uh, my my principal, she loves me. Uh, you know, growing up, I was bad, so uh, I was real bad in that school. So I got, I got in trouble a lot. Not, not for like fighting a lot. I just got in trouble because of uh, the stuff I used to say. So boxing really, like disciplined me. As well as hold fighting, on, hold on, hold on. What you used to say, Troy? Because I was bad as hell in school. What you used to say? I used to say, to say some crazy shit, man. Uh, 
I'm, I'll tell y'all one story. Back in like fourth grade, I'm walking laps. This white girl laughing at me. I told her, uh, I told her, shut up for I'll shoot you in your head. And uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I knew I was in trouble because you know when I get in trouble in school, my dad would come 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 to the wreck like thirty minutes, like night, mm. like soon as I get there, he come give him like damn. Um, I know I'm in trouble. He's like, why would you tell that little girl that? And then, you know, I'm yeah. it's police there the next day and I'm in school suspension and stuff like that. But I had a lot of stories. But my my uh my my principal does a does a lot uh a work of like, you know, getting me known in the community and, you know, getting my name out there. So uh, you know, and also my uh my teammate Dara, my old teammate as well, she does a lot, you know, getting my name out there, you know, to the mayor and stuff like that. So uh a lot of kids, uh then, you know, honestly. I, I didn't really, so like each fight, you know, my uh, stock kind of raises up. So like I'll be uh, like just walking to the store or doing something and somebody, oh, hey, Troy, hey, Troy. And, you know, I'm like, damn, like, shit, you know, it, it feels good, though. It feels good. Wait, what so, I so you still live in Alexandria? Yeah, I still live in Alexandria, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't know you still live out there. Oh, yeah. so you just re come you come out for camp, okay. Yeah, I come out for camp, but I only I'm only there for two weeks and then I, I try not to be home no longer than two weeks. And then uh uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, see family, you know, do events, stop at stop by my home gym, you know, check on the kids, stuff like that, see how they doing. And uh, you know, just really just chill with family for real, for real. And uh, you know, I'll catch up with some friends. But when the uh, time comes. Yeah. Where do you think you'll buy your first home? This right here is one of one of one of the places. Uh, either here, maybe Houston. Uh, I like Florida, but Florida, them hurricanes, they, they you know they destroy my house. I don't you know I don't know. But uh, wait, wait, wait. So you have family back in Florida right now? Nah, nah. nah. So you talking about an older hurricane? No, nah, maybe he, a hurricane. Like yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying like you no, know because I got a house in Florida. And I, I just lost my gate. Like oh, one of oh. one of them. It wasn't even all. It four. wasn't that bad. Nah, man. Yo, people be over exaggerating. My okay. brother been out there like fifteen years, three houses in, and and nothing, nothing. nothing. Okay. And you, nothing. And, you like, and, and let me tell you, my wife was going crazy. Like, oh, we should hire somebody to, you know, because you could board up the wind. I'm like, man, fuck it. We, what we paying insurance for? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I left it like that. Ain't nothing come flying through the windows or nothing. Okay. So I mean, I'm not. Know. I mean, I mean. Hey, I got Anything lucky too. I got there, lucky because yeah. <laughs> I, I seen Fort Myers was looking crazy. It got flooded out there. So, so you said Houston is that? Uh, I'm. I'm assuming you've been out there. Yeah, I was. I, I did training camps out there before I started going to Vegas. Okay. So with I mean, Shakur. Yeah, with at, Shakur at Jay Prince Gym. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I like. I like the prices down there. They got real good prices for mm-hmm. houses down there. So you can't. You can't nice beat square them. footage. Yeah, you can't beat that. Huge property too. Like yeah. You, here's some houses it's like you could high five your neighbor out the window and shit Word. it's so close <laughs> nah the the backyards is tough here you gotta yeah. be rich here man it's not, it's pretty unfair it's pretty unfair and it's crazy because it wasn't always like this it changed so it, was, it used to be cheaper back then it, way man, cheaper true I've only been living here like Seven years, bro, shit's like doubled. Yeah, mm. way cheaper, Like, man. you used to be able to buy a beautiful, like, 1,800-square-foot home for, like, 180000 there was a show years ago called Flippin' Las Vegas. And uh, that was an amazing show. Him and his wife, they were killing it out here, and they got me Googling. And prices were nothing like they're like right now. And those guys were able to divorce, remarry, make spinoff shows, and still kill it because they flip in Las Vegas so well. Wait, they got married again? Oh, yeah. So they, they back I, together? I don't think they back together. Oh, they, they got divorced again. No, they No, they, they, they divorced and they got yeah, remarried, remarried with somebody with else. People. Oh, with other people. Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she married some rich dude. He had her a beautiful, beautiful home. It was a it's mm. a good show. It was a good show. They definitely have amazing interior. She had amazing interior design. You know, looking nice over here. <laughs> nah, I love. I love. Yo, listen, real estate, man. Nah, yeah. I ain't trying to pay no rent. Yeah, I feel, if I feel, you paying rent, you paying someone else's mortgage. You just need to remember that. But he was asking you about your first home because he feels that all boxes should move to Vegas, I feel no, like. No, 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 no. I was just, you know, wondering since I didn't know he still lived in Alexandria. So that hasn't happened yet. Like, obviously, we we learned that Jared just bought one in, in Houston and so did Shakur. So it's like, I'm asking the kind of the same question that yeah. may happen for you. Yeah. 
Because I just read that, obviously, your mom and your sister are still out there, but I, it didn't say that you are. Yeah. So when you said you're still, I'm like, oh, okay. Pretty cool. But it did say that your mom and your sister try to be at all your fights. Is that true? My mom has been to every fight, yeah. Mom, oh, wow. mom, mom and dad come to every fight. Mom, okay. dad, and uh, sister, my sneaker. Has she missed a fight? I think only fight she missed was the second fight, the one before the Olympics. But other than that, yeah, I have a very supportive family. Uh, growing up, I always had that that support. Uh, so you know, they 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 always went to nationals. So they're, they're very supportive. I feel like we asked you the Devin Haney question, but I'm gonna ask anyway. Um, would you have gone without your dad to what? or your mother to Australia to get those belts the way that he had to under those circumstances? I mean, if my dad was my trainer, then. Uh well I mean that's that's the that's a discussion we probably would have to see in the future but I mean in hindsight yeah I mean I would honestly if I want to get them bells yeah I got you. sometimes you gotta you gotta do is what's like I mean you got you got sometimes you just gotta do it so how many yeah, countries has boxing taken you to I know the games was in Tokyo right yeah so, so that's one. Tokyo, uh, Kazakhstan, oh wow, Bulgaria, what? Uh, like three different parts of Germany, uh, Ireland, Peru, Nicaragua, damn, uh, Honduras. Oh, this is all like on the USA team. Wow, you're uh, you're like super international. Uh, I want to say that's about it. I want to say that's about it. That's all I can remember. He was counting. How many is that? Uh, eight outside of the U.S. How many of those? Oh, uh, Amsterdam's the Netherlands, too. Oh, wow. You, went to you, you said Amsterdam and the Netherlands? Yeah, but both right now, each other. But yeah, we, we toured. I, we, we, we fought in the Netherlands, but we toured Amsterdam. Okay. That's so amazing. Ten countries outside of the U.S.? That's crazy. Yeah, that was like some of the best time of my life right there. Which you know, one was I your favorite? Imagine. Uh, Netherlands, Amsterdam. Really? Besides Tokyo, Amsterdam and Netherlands is probably my favorite, yeah. Which one of those countries treated you the best? And uh, I don't know, you I don't know, you felt the creepiest in or like people were always looking at you. I don't know. Which one you didn't like out of all those? On the, the, the one I did like was my first time in Kazakhstan. Okay, why? Because, I mean, we was, uh, so, so like, say it's just this one hotel and a bunch of mountains and a bunch of snow. It was like, like kind of like jail. Mm. And their food was nasty. I was eating just eating cup of noodles and and uh, cup of noodles and uh, and fruit snacks. Basically, it was a training camp, but it was a two week training camp. It was our very first time being overseas, so they didn't make us. They did it to get us used to being overseas because that's like that's what you're gonna have to deal with. The food might not be good in Europe and stuff like that. When you say fruit snacks, were they like real fruits, or you mean like you know? Little uh, candy. Uh, yeah, they was they was like uh them, them gummy bear candy. Nah, nah, nah. They was like uh fuck fuck. What were they? Kind of like Welch's, but like they, they like the berries or they come in like the the blue. I f I forgot what the brand is called. But it's candy though. I wanna say candy, but it's it's, it's more fruit gummy. Snacks. It's, it's, it's fruit snacks. snacks. It's fruit it's snacks. It's fruit snacks, yeah. Yeah. So which one of those countries treated you the best? You went through the Kazakhstan. Tokyo or uh either Tokyo, Tokyo was probably the best because they all nice. And then uh, it's kind of like being in the future because they so up to date on all the technology. Yeah. So it's kind of like being being in the U.S. like 10 years later because they so wow. up to date on technology. But Tokyo was probably the best. And then, uh, like I said, with, uh, when I was in Amsterdam and Netherlands, they they gave us money, you know, to go shopping. Mm. We touring uh, Amsterdam, going to the outlet, stuff like that. So probably uh, either either Amsterdam or Tokyo was probably my favorite. Y'all ain't go to the uh, red light district? And what? Like, yeah, I was too young. <laughs> nah, yeah, we probably, yeah, they ain't tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they ain't gonna tell you about it. So which one of those countries had the most appealing women? Mm. Uh, the, I mean, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Really? Uh, Netherlands, Netherlands mean, brought them the say, right way. I no want to say that they, they was nice. Because, I mean, after the fight, uh, we had a good little crew. Good, good little crew of women after the fight. Mm. They was more than us. They and then they was taking us out and uh they was paying for our food. They was oh, rich. Wow. Only thing we couldn't we 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 was about to go, you know, go to their little house and stuff like that, but the coach started tripping, like, what if they hold y'all hostage? He started calling us stuff like that. No, and we, 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 was, we was denying the call. We was like, don't answer, don't answer. You know, we gotta at least get but, to the house. But none of y'all took that serious. What? Being bro, being kidnapped. 
Like the Netherlands is huge for that. Like, isn't that where all the movies is from? Like, there's yeah. even what's the movie Hostel, right? Isn't uh, that yeah, based out there? Yeah. I think Hostel in Kazakhstan, or like no, no, no. You see, I'm a no, Hostel has to know. be based in the Netherlands. I don't know, bro. That's like and, and the one with Liam Nelson when he's when they snatch his his daughter. It was I'm too many. You. It was too many of us to be snatched up. But, uh, <laughs> Plus, y'all fighters. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So I got one question here. Let me see where they go. Where they go. Where they go. It is from our YouTube member, Larry Smoothie says, how would it feel? No, how would you feel about fighting Truck Simpson? Did you even know that he won? He just won Saturday in Australia. Yeah. He got a knockdown, but a UD, right? Yeah, it won decision. Would you be open you to You guys that must part? know each other because you, yeah. Alexandra, and, and fucking, what, he's from Baltimore. That's right there. I know Truck, yeah. I know Truck. I mean, it'll be a good fight and, you know, a good fight to make in, in a few years for sure. You guys have sparred ever? Being yeah. so, oh, you have? Yeah, have, yeah. Has he ever trained under the same trainer as you? No. Nah. Oh. I got another one here from Profound Dreamer. He says, Mike Tyson says, desire to compete is the most difficult obstacle for a fighter. What is the biggest inspiration for maintaining your desire to compete at a high level? Feeling like there's always room to improve. Feeling like I ain't done enough yet. So feeling like my next performance could always be better than my previous performance. Hmm. Yeah, I actually like that question. You don't. You, I don't know if you were paying attention, but we were talking about that. Just slightly different, you What's know. Um, the desire to compete. You know, we we just we just kind of worded it different about people that get to that world title shot, win it, then lose it, and say they know how not to lose it after they lost it. It's like, bro, you've mm. been working your whole life telling me your whole life. Like right now, yeah. I've been following you since you were O and O, since you're an Olympian. Your whole goal is to get a world title. Yeah, so you so got to So if you win that world it. title and you lose it, and you tell me, nah, Ness, I mean, I just fucked up because I was young and I wonder. I'm like, bro, you was. You was Practicing young, you was for this shit you for the, your whole life. So, so, desire to compete has to always be there. Once you win the title, then it, the desire has to change to defend that title. Then the desire has to change to unify that title and to undispute that title. That's Yo, how'd you forget the UK? You was just out there. Yeah. Damn, 11. I did, I would, I would, I did forget the UK, but so, I mean, I, I like the UK. So, like the, the UK is top 10 in kidnapping. Whoa. The Netherlands is not. So Jeez. Turkey is number one. Oh my God. And I wanted to go there. Yo, they was just trying to fly me out to Turkey. Uh, <laughs> that, they were probably even kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> so they was trying to fly me out. They said they pay for the hair plugs and everything. They just wanted me to document it. And Yo, what it, if that was all a lie to on, get you there to kidnap Bro, me. they was trying to sell like my organs and shit on the black market. Yeah, how much you think? How much you think my organs would have sold for? Nah, like a liver got to be like worth at least 25. Yeah, now my, my dad was on me uh, about uh, not doing too much in the UK. He was on me about it. Like, they, it's, it's crazy out there. Don't be. I didn't know it was that crazy with the kidnapping. Did you have fun, though? I had fun. I had fun. I wish I would have seen a fight, but I had fun. Did you fun. go to Nando's? I, I did. I got some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some good chicken. Was it as good as people say? Because they try to act like you got to go to the UK. If you go to the UK, you got to have Nando's. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't like, it ain't. It ain't that. Nah. It ain't that. It's. I mean, I, preferably I would get the barbecue chicken if I went. Okay. The, the last time I went, I got the barbecue chicken. That was pretty good. I was like, yeah, no. Nah, Have that, you that had was the good. butter chicken out here? Yeah, I had that. Is yeah. it better? It's about the same, honestly. I like Nevada chicken a little better though. I was about to say that too. Have you gone to the one over there by Silas Gym, or you? Going yeah, I went to, to the one by Silas Gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, shit fire. that's that's the one. Even yeah. though the other one is like way uppier, right? Where's, yeah, the one by the Hooters. Yeah. There's one by there's one it's by nice that Hooters. And clean over there. Yeah, nice. Cause that that Spanish one. The, the one I saw you down. at. Yeah. The Hooters I saw you at. Yeah, it's it's another uh, Nevada chicken around the corner from there. That's really nice and. Pretty big and spacious and clean, but and, uh, but I I didn't get the chicken when I went to uh, Nevada. I got like the, the ribs. I ain't gonna lie. Oh no, you gotta get the oh, chicken. you gotta get the chicken. Nah, the ribs, I, the nah, ribs was no point. Have you had? Where? I like I, the ribs. I, I feel like I tried the ribs and it wasn't it wasn't as hitting, man. It wasn't. 
I don't know if I've got the ribs, but I love the chicken. Yeah. Definitely love the chicken. No, the chicken good. I've tried it, but I, uh, like, KS probably got it for me and I tried it. Speaking of chicken, who are you using during camp? I use perfecting athletes. Oh, okay. So they cook for you? Yeah. Oh, wow. What What's the menu like? Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. To hard to explain, but there's a lot of like protein, vegetables. They make beans. They make a lot of stuff. It's a Do lot it of taste stuff. good or is it like, damn, it's time to go to camp? It's good. It's in camp. So, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's better. It's better than uh, just eating some like some regular meal prep food yeah, saw, that they season. Saw, How long have you been using them? Since my second camp. Oh, wow. That's very early. What what made you go? Because, you know, most fighters, we talk to them and then they're like 10 fights in. They're like, no, nah, I'm still doing it myself. Like, yeah, I cook my own food. And why so early? What, just because of the team you're around or? Uh, Well, honestly, I felt like I, w- I wasn't losing the weight right. And I needed a team to explain to me how to lose it right. At first, I wait till like the last minute to start like cutting weight and... It'll be a wearing. It, I mean, it'll be a wearing tear, but it, it wouldn't show a fight night. But later on, if I kept doing that later on, eventually it'll show. But I needed a team to you know give me the right perspective on how to lose weight, and then uh, also uh, eating the right training camp food, not going out to restaurants and stuff like that. Eating eating food because I was in Houston, so. I was eating the wrong food. Oh, you was going to Turkey Leg. Yeah. He was getting all that soul Yo, food. He was going. I, he was going to the address for brunch on Sundays. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So perfecting athletes comes to you. Well, they will come to me. Like, like, so, like, because so you said you were in Houston, now you're in Vegas. So how's the? How do you get the food? So like, they'd be out there for like Swift, or they'd be out there for somebody else, and they'd be like, "Hey, Troy, we're out here. Do you need some meal preps?" To you know, to be cooked, and they'll make you know some breakfast, some lunch, and some dinner meal preps for me to you know to eat and stuff like that. So and then I just go pick them up. Okay, yeah, no, I see a lot of people. How'd you get hip to that particular company? Uh, like, why them over so many other people out here? Honestly, I I didn't do my second camp in Houston. Uh, the, the second camp was the, the Shakur and uh and Nalakina fight, and we we partnered with. Bo Mack and them for that uh, for that camp. So she, Paulina and them were around Bo Mack and them at first. And Bo Mack, and she's worked with Bo Mack, Kenny, and Shakur and all of them. And Kay was just like, hey, we're just going to start using them. We're going to start uh, working with perfected athletes. And that's how, that's kind of like how it happened. We were in Colorado. Okay. So Fight the Fight, how, how do you feel it's helped? And what do you feel has changed and and, and you've learned? It gets easier and easier to make weight each fight. Uh, honestly, uh, my first two fights, I would have to wear a sauna suit. I'd be like maybe 10 pounds over the, the night before weigh-ins and stuff like that. So, uh, like, I'd be like 10 pounds over like the way before. It just it would just be like I would really have to, like, lose the weight. It's like now I could just take it. I'd be like two or three pounds over maybe the, the day before, and I could just take a bath, and I'd be good after that. So the weight is is getting lost easier. Uh, so it's not like I'm killing myself to really make that weight. For sure. Um, I believe you've sparred Adamus once, right? Yeah, I sparred Adamus once uh, what, last camp. What did you think of his performance? Did you think it was going to look like that? Because if you was just in there... Yeah. Oh, you did think that? I think... I, I mean, I didn't think it was going to look like... Like, he was going to do that, like, that early, but... I mean, I, I, I thought he had dominate, dude. I you, thought he would. You, you thought knockout. Wow. What the fuck did I miss, bro? I'm a, it's because he was in Mexico. Like, when I seen him, he looked like he was getting tired. A so, dumbass? Yeah. So I didn't think, bro, he was explosive. And oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of the times, I ain't going to lie, when, when the fighters start cutting down on that weight, the energy level goes up. Mm. So, how late in camp was it? Was it late in camp? I don't know. I got to okay. start asking. All right, but I mean, or maybe he was just getting into camp, but I ain't going to lie, like, when I'm getting down that way, my, my energy level is at. So, mm. it's like, I ain't, you feel me? So, I can see. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, he but, he looked uh, sensational. Yeah? He looked good. He looked, he looked real good. He looked yeah. real good. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least, I'm going to be honest, because I just didn't expect it. I'm like... He gonna win by decision, you know. And then I'm a. And then, then you know we were told some things, you know, 
We're told he was putting hands on people for this camp. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is crazy because you want to tell him so bad and realize you can't. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not on air. Off air. Off air. Off air. But uh, Troy, definitely. you, well, we got more? Ah, uh, let me refresh. Let me, see. let me see if anything came in. Yo, so what'd you get from Hooters that day? I'm just curious. I got some wings that day. Okay. Yeah, I got some wings. I, got, I was in the mood for some wings. Wait, so during camp? This was, this was like, maybe like this six was weeks like, out. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, but that means that the diet plan works well if it allows you to, you know... Do certain things. Yeah, I was gonna say this was at least a month ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the so beginning of camp. We had some time. We mm-hmm. had some time. It wasn't at the beginning of camp because I mean, I was in camp. I got in camp maybe like the mid September, but I was in Michigan with Coach Al. So I was been in camp. It's just I got out here in the beginning of Vegas camp, basically. Uh, I got two questions. One of them looks like they don't know you've moved up, but we'll start with New York Bullet, who says, "What's good, champ?" If you were able to have a fantasy fight with any fighter of your choice, who would it be? Blessings. Uh, uh probably a, a fight with Canelo in the future. That would be that would be big for sure. Uh, we got Brandon in Houston that says, "Let's say boxing had a WWE style stipulation match, and you were in." And I retire match where the loser had to retire. You are given three choices of opponents. Tim Zhu, Sebastian Fundora, Brian Castaño. Damn. Brian Castaño, I mean, I retire fight. So Castaño, Fundora, and Tim Zhu. Those are all tough-ass fights. Right. <laughs> Yo, Chad, you ain't see, you ain't see Terrell Gachet just, just sit fucking... Uh, uh, Tim Zhu down. Tim yeah. Zhu on his ass. But he got yeah. up. That showed that up. showed right. that that sure. Ryan Garcia adversity. Sure. So, but but you think Terrell hitting like like Troy? Troy, you hitting harder than Terrell? I'm a cheat. <laughs> I'm a cheat and give you my answer. I would say Tim Zhu. I would say if Tim, Tim is around when you're still when you're fighting at that level, that means he's a big name. He's a son of a legend. That yeah. means he might have beat Charlo yeah. or had a great fight with Charlo. So Tim would be the biggest money fight. I ain't going to say that Sebastian can't steal that. You know, he's what? Half Mexican and half Cuban. Yeah. He on he's TV. He's too nice. Yeah. He, Seeing you too nice. Yeah, right? both nice. You, you, you need a, you need a somebody. Villain. Yeah, somebody got to be the bad guy. So, so Sebastian, that's too much. Tim Zhu, he kind of too nice too. So but, honestly, but Troy, you got what you the should do, country rivalry yeah, though. But that's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. Devin just came whipped on whipped on the other countryman. I'm gonna come whip on you, and then you you pull you pull the you pull the Bernard Hopkins when in Puerto Rico. Flag, you grab the flag, flag Jesus. You throw it on the ground. He's getting excited. He's getting ground, excited. Troy, that's what you you can't have too many nice people. That's why I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, so gonna I guess P- we'll take Tim Zoo. Yeah, we're we gonna have the PJ on standby to get up out from down under. <laughs> oh man. All no, right. I damn, I would like that. The Tim Zoo fight. Yeah, that that that's a good fight. And I'm sure he's gonna try. How do you think and, he and, does against Charlo? That's what I was gonna say. I'm sure he's gonna put up a good fight versus Charlo. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know. I gotta see. Uh-oh. So J.R. Toke says, how would he feel about fighting Fundora as Fundora doesn't really use his reach? Yeah, but that's because he he's good the at inside. the inside. Yeah, he got, he got a good inside game. You got to watch out for them uppercuts. Word. But I mean, uh, honestly, I I feel like uh, that would that would work towards my way because I like to throw a lot of body shots and, I, and I, I will place my shots. I throw the right shots and I throw them at the right. I, I play some right, basically. So I mean, I, I, that would it would it would be a good fight, but it still would be uh it would be it would lean towards my way. I feel like, but it'd be a good fight. Got to chop that tree down. So how long have you been working with uh, Coach Flick? Coach Flick, uh, I mean, I've been I've been known Flick because I used to go to uh, her camps and spar with her. So, uh, but Flick, I want to say, uh, see, I've been working with Flick since twenty twenty. 
Since since uh, when he was down in Houston, he had come down. So I mean, I've been working with uh, with Flick for a while. I mean, Flick got very good rapport. Uh, he's a voice that uh, you know. He's, he has a, a good voice and he has a voice that makes, like, he has the voice that, you know, that, that makes you push. He's one of the people that, you know, that can get, that can say, all right, come on, Troy. And, you know, he can, you know, get me to focus in and lock in and push. But I like working with Flip, for sure. That's my guy. Um, And, and also, uh, he'll lie. let you know, I, too, when you're doing, when you, if, you, if you're not doing good, or he'll let you know. He'll keep it 100. He not know. No fucking yes, man. He gonna let you know, like, you ain't looking good, bro. Like, you gotta get that shit together. He gonna mm. let you know. And that's what I fuck with, too. Mm. Uh, I was, now that I think about it, I think Castaño would be huge. Those Argentinians talk mad shit. I was there when they fought the first and the second time. And the first time, that brawl broke out at the weigh-in because them Argentinians serious. Yo, and, he also... and, and he's, I think he the most beatable. Like, I feel like... Like, the way Charlo placed those body shots in the second fight, like, uh, his assistant coach, and Juan uh, Guzman, was showing footage of them working on that in training and how easy it was for him to apply that in the fight. So, I think that's another good former world champ you could put hands on. Uh, I was going to say what I like about Castaño is that he's got, like, the whole Tony Montana thing going on. Even though he's not Cuban, he's Argentine, but he wears the glasses, you know, he talks slick. The, 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 the colorful shirts, he'll have them opened up. Yeah, and shit. just showing the hamburger meat. So, yeah, man, he's, he's all right, man. That's not a bad villain. Uh, and he's a puncher, so people always love punchers. But, Troy, those are all our questions. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. Take a picture. We do have to come back because I feel like uh, there there is slightly some things that we need to touch on with with Franklin and uh, Dillian White. But yeah, can we run the promo and we'll be back.
What's up? What's up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Troy Isley. He's going to be fighting next week. I just wanted to come back and wrap up with the Dillian White versus Jermaine Franklin. Decent top 10, top 15 fight for Dillian White to come back after a big loss to Tyson Fury where he attempted to win his first title shot. Now, I did want to remind you guys uh, that Jermaine Franklin has put on some weight, man. Nearly 50 pounds since his last fight. And obviously, you know, when he fought Pavel Sauer, that was in 2019. So being out the ring for as long as he has, he's put on quite a bit of weight since then. And now he just got this fight in May. And hopefully that's one training camp factor in this next training camp for the Dillian White fight, if they can finalize it, because Demetrius Salida saying this is very close. And this is something that we've heard before. And what I mean by that is we've heard that Dillian White may possibly face Jermaine Franklin. Um, hopefully Franklin doesn't sit around waiting if this doesn't happen and ends up falling apart. Because for him, he can't continue to sit out three years uh, without a fight, man. So just to pull it up, back in 2019, he was 231 pounds. My man is 277 in May, which that fight happened in May. So you know he gained up even a little bit more, unless he was disciplined enough to go straight back into the gym and do what he needs to do. Uh, let me just check here if we have any callers. You know, Blog Talk is open. The number to call in is 1425-569-5241 if you want to voice your opinion on the Voice of the People hotline. And I'm checking if we got any super chats that I need to get to before we wrap up our episode here at the Blue Wire Studio from the Wynn Casino. Looks like we have... None to get to either. So, time to wrap it up. My name is Nesta Gibbs. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. Ringwalk Danny at Ringwalk Danny on all forms of social media. Catch us tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Peace. No, I, it's cool. I said, I told them. Uh,